So today I wanted to talk about movement and we all know that uh, in studies exercising regularly has been correlated with all sorts of health outcomes. I'm not going to cover that, it's out there. But I just want to point out that those are all epidemiological studies by which I mean uh, a group of la- a large group of people were asked a bunch of questions and amongst the questions were how much exercise do you do and amongst the other questions were and investigations or tests were whether they had diabetes or whether they had depression or whether they had all these other conditions and then they look at all the numbers and they conclude that in the people who exercise the most there is less of diabetes or less of hypertension hypertension or less obesity etc and I just want to put a reminder out there that that is an association it doesn't mean that one thing causes the other and no causal relationship can be inferred we could do the same study and conclude that people with blonde or red hair uh, have an association with more exercise than people with black or brown hair and we would not be able to say that hair colour causes you to exercise more, nor that exercising more often changes your hair colour. Those are just associations and I just want to put out a warning there to listen to when you hear about studies in the media, that's generally what they're talking about and yet they go ahead and imply causation, which is not um, the case and is not accurate. And why do I bring this up? Partly to make a distinction between exercise and movement, because exercise is this thing in our culture it's regimented it's controlled it's something you have to go to a gym for or if you're not going to a gym you put the timer on and you exercise for a certain amount of time and you consider yourself to be in your exercise session and we put this as a separate thing to our the rest of our lives we do the rest of our lives which is nothing to do with exercise and then we do an exercise session which may or may not involve equipment and money being spent and special clothing and there's judgment involved in that and there's this oh I'm a very good person I've been exercising or I'm a very slack person I haven't been exercising whereas the term movement as I use it accounts for so much more and is so much more broad and free and allows for creativity and play and that's what I want to promote because um, movement is something that we can incorporate into our everyday lives it's the equivalent of eating a nutrient-dense diet all the time and therefore not needing to take a pill, a supplement containing all the multivitamins that we lack. So going to the gym for an hour every day is like taking a multivitamin pill to make up for all the nutrients you lack because during your day-to-day life you're not actually doing much movement and you're compartmentalizing the two things and making them separate which is not a healthy way to look at exercise and we often see exercise as a punishment, as something we do when we've eaten bad food to, to exonerate ourselves from that crime which is a very unhealthy way to look at both food and exercise. So what is movement? How do we put movement into our lives? Whole body movement is the ideal. Examples would be running, walking, throwing anything, and that includes throwing punches, so boxing and fighting. It includes 
climbing, wrestling or grappling, crawling, lifting heavy objects and carrying them. And you can accomplish those movements, whole body movements, if you're chopping wood or making fences, if you're gardening because you're constantly transitioning from one position to another in a crouched or crawl-like position and you're also carrying and lifting heavy objects. So it's very easy to think of ways of incorporating movement into our daily lives and if we do that on a regular basis and if we pay attention to that then we don't need to go to a gym and exercise. Not that there's anything wrong with that and I think that it's an excellent transition for someone who doesn't have movement in their natural life yet and hasn't yet found a way to incorporate it. That is the ultimate aim but if at the moment someone can't or it's difficult or they're still transitioning and that is their goal but they're not there yet then exercise can be a good halfway point or a transitional point but it's definitely not the end goal and there are forms of exercise which don't exercise the whole body and don't move the whole body cycling is an example now of course cycling pumps blood around the whole body and gets your heart rate going but your upper body is splintered by having both your hands on the handlebars your upper body is not able to rotate and deliver loads and do anything towards the cycling it's isolating your legs and similarly rowing is isolating your upper body and keeping your lower body immobile just as when you're in a gym and you're doing bicep curls or bench presses only a small percentage of your body is moving and there are still benefits to that but the benefits are much more narrow and smaller Um, What are the benefits of whole body movement which is incorporated into everyday life? Well, um, one, I mean, obviously, it seems kind of obvious to think that movement would be good for us because it moves us, it moves our muscles and it moves our soft tissues it, length, it, it takes our muscles, our ligaments and tendons in and out of their full range of possible movements. It doesn't just keep them in a narrow range. So if a tendon and muscle, uh, if you think of its total possible movement range as 100%, a lot of exercises we do in the gym only exercise or only use that movement in a 20% range of what's possible. Whereas whole body movements, creative, playful Um, true to life movements will use the entire possible range so it's a case of taking every tissue through all the lengths and tensions that it's capable of and that's necessary to keep that tissue tuned keep it in order keep the cells moving keep the toxins getting out and the nutrients getting in and getting rid of dead bits and regeneration and repair another benefit is lymph lymph is this kind of fluidy thing that's separate from the bloodstream that travels in its own lymph lymph vessels and there are lymph nodes and it's vitally important that that lymph flows all the time from this place to that place taking out the dead and replacing it with the, the new taking out debris clearing waste taking out 
dead bacteria and dead viruses and things that it's dealt with and not just letting them stagnate and sit in one place well unless you're doing whole body movements the lymph is stagnating and sitting in one place that's why when people do whole body movements and even exercise will do this to some extent even the more limited exercise will still do this um, it, this is a measure for preventing infection it's a measure for preventing cancer it keeps everything moving and regenerating and repairing the lymphatic, the stuff um, that travels around in the lymphatics is eventually disposed of and got rid of. And if we're um, just staying still, it just sits there and stagnates. The same is true with blood. Now, of course, your, your heart is still going to pump blood around your body even if you lie in bed the whole day. But then your heart is doing all the work of the pumping and your muscles, which are designed to aid the heart in this endeavor, are doing none of the work. And so some there will be some stagnation. There will be some reduction of flow in the blood to the limbs and the peripheries and to other parts of the body. And so the work, the, the work of the heart is it's having to do more and there's not this exchange of nutrients and waste products that is supposed to take place, which is why varicose veins are created by immobility, not necessarily just standing. Standing certainly contributes to them because long periods of standing mean that, mean that the calf pump, the calf muscles, which are meant to be the pump that takes the venous blood from the leg upwards isn't functioning because you're standing but chairs are horrendous at this because when you sit on a chair there's always this little ridge at the chair at the back of your knee just above your knee that actually completely impedes the flow of, of vein, venous blood back up your leg and so they're a huge contributor to varicose veins. And so my suggestion is to find in your life ways to do your whole body movements in a, an activity, in a thing that you get pleasure from and that you want to do anyway, which could be gardening, it could be chopping wood, it could be climbing trees, it could be um, dancing, it could be um, well, all sorts of things. I mean, it's up to you to find that for your life. But a, a component of that movement should be on the ground it shouldn't all be in standing i do think tai chi and qigong are fantastic and i'm all for them and not only do they move the whole body but they also deal with two other important aspects which is the breath and the sensations and the sensory attention to the movement while doing the movement highly important however they don't involve being on the floor and i think that any movement program that doesn't involve being on the floor is going to be vitamin deficient on the floor, it can be my favourites, DNS and Feldenkrais, but it doesn't need to be whatsoever. There's um, anything. You can make it up. You can lie on the floor and just make it up. Roll across the floor from left to right. Find as many ways as you can to go from lying on your back to lying on your stomach and vice versa. There are millions of different ways of doing this. <clears throat> Reaches is another one. Find any of the myriad sitting on the floor positions and reach for things with your hands. You're moving your entire body and you're taking it through all the ranges that you can that are available to you and as, as you do this over time your ranges will increase imperceptibly and slowly and definitely <laughs> there's a fantastic video on youtube called primal move video workout number one the warm-up so if you want inspiration you can't think of something go and follow that video and do it every day and then once you're confident with it vary it 
use it as a, a, a starting block, a starting point, and find other ways to move that are similar or that you feel like moving once you've mastered that one. So rolling around on the floor in a playful, exploratory, sensory manner, noticing all the sensations that you have in your body, that is how you grow your movement repertoire. That is how you become a better mover. And this will have knock-on effects on every single thing in your life, including how often you catch a cold, including whether you're depressed or not, whether you lose weight or not. Um, whether you recover quickly from illnesses, whether you respond well or not to stress and to emotional issues, and of course, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, etc., etc. Well, I hope this has been of value and I wish you a fantastic day.